It was true that May was staying in Adelaide House, Miss Thorburn's hostel, and also true, as the newsagent had guessed, she was not the same as the rest of the girls. But then they were unfortunates, some of them expecting babies, others the victims of violence, and Miss Thorburn herself had founded the hostel for such poor souls and should be given every credit. Settling her cloche hat more firmly against the chill April wind, May reached the top of Broughton Street and looked about her for a place to cross. Sure, the traffic here was as bad as the city of Cork's, or even Dublin's. You just had to take your chance. Dive in through the motors and taxis, the bicycles and horse-drawn carts, and come up outside the grey stone building of the cathedral and its neighbour, the Queen's Theatre, that was all gables and turrets, and darkened by time. What a strange thing, then, to find a theatre and a place of worship jammed up against each other. But May hadn't time to ponder on it. She was looking for Victoria Rowe. It was a long line of tenements, directly across a slip of a street from the cathedral and the theatre. Solid stone houses, several stories high, blackened, like the Queen's, with the suit of years, some with windows sparkling clean and curtained, others not, and of the children playing at the doors, some were wearing boots, and others not, a varied sort of place then, but not a slum. I'd be all right here, thought May. The door to number eight was open. Perhaps it was never locked. At least it had been painted recently, and gave on to a wide passage that had been swept. There were two closed doors and a flight of stone stairs, on which sat two small girls with rough fair hair and freckled faces that lit up when they saw me. "'Who you wantin', miss?' cried one, running towards her. "'Seekin' the lodgings,' asked the other. "'Susie! Johnny! Leave the lady alone!' cried a fair-haired young woman appearing at one of the doors. Clearly the mother of the girls, she gave me an apologetic smile as she pulled them out of her way. "'Sorry, hen, they're that excited you can watching the folk going up to Mrs. Beath's.' "'There have been a lot of people around,' asked May with sinking heart. "'I? Well, this is a good place to stay, you can, nice and central. There's been plenty looking.' The young woman hesitated. "'Mind, up till now, Mrs. Beath's only taken young men as lodgers, thinks they're useful, likely to do little jobs.' Denny was a young man, one of the children put in. He went to Glasgow. I like Denny, said her sister. He gave us pennies. Maybe I have a penny, May began, but the young woman shrieked and bundled her daughters into her door. Och, what a shame you are to me, you lassies, May heard her crying. Hunting for money, what next? Then she put her head round the door as the girls began to wail and told me to go on up. Second door at the top, hen. Mrs. Beath will be already in waiting, dying to see who's next. But she's no seen any young men yet, I can tell you that. I am hopeful then, May answered with a smile, and began to climb the stairs. Chapter Two The woman who opened the second door on the top landing looked to be in her middle forties, her face was round and smooth, and her light brown hair, touched with grey, short and wavy. 
She wore a hand-knitted cardigan over a print dress, and the pale blue eyes she fixed on me were friendly. Mrs. Beath? asked me. That's me, dear. My name's May O'Donovan. I'm here about the lodgings. Come away in, then. Come away in. Ushering May into her living room, Mrs. Beath went immediately into her patter. You like my room, though I see it myself. No many folk have got a spare room, ye can. Och, no. Lodgers sleep on the floor as often as not. Never expect a room like mine. But there's only me, ye can, since my husband died and my nori joined the Argyles. She pointed to photographs on a heavy Victorian sideboard. That's my Frank there, and that's my nori. He's abroad. May looked at the studio portraits of the serious-looking man in stiff dark suit and the young fellow in soldier's uniform.